Hey guys, Connor from the Ticket Stub, and you are listening to Lone Star Community Radio on 104.5 KCZW LP Conroe and 106.1 KZCC LP Conroe and worldwide on IRLoneStar.com. I've been alive for four and a half centuries. I am immortal. Here we are, born to be kings with a to the all-new, all-revamped, improved mornings. Yes. Dick and Skippy in the morning here. Yes. Giving a special shout-out to the lady I lovingly call Rita, the meter reader, who's out there already putting a, a time stamp on my car to make sure I don't break the two-hour parking limit outside the studio. Mine, too. Yeah. <laughs> hey, now. So, yeah. Well, welcome, Dick and Skippy. In the, well, yeah, yeah. Now known as Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Yeah. We are uh, going to be coming to you every Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 9-ish to 10-ish, unless we have a guest, in which case we'll go from to like 11-ish. Yeah. Just depends. We're, gonna, we're just going to do whatever we want, which is great, but we're always going to be here every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 9 o'clock, around there. Right. Around we actually had people complaining to me that we weren't on the air enough, which so. really gave me warm fuzzies. Well, one thing I we're trying out is we're going to be only on YouTube. And then when we get that, if we get a lot of people doing that, we're going to stick with it or we'll go back to Facebook. Facebook limits how many people can really watch you because if you don't have Facebook, you can't watch us. So, But you can feel free to chat. We do. One thing that we added was a text line. You can text us or call and leave a message at 936-228-9368. That's in the description under the video, too, on our YouTube channel, Dick and Skippy in the mornings. And if you're like me, I'm always finding a, a mnemonic. That number is Zen Bat Went. So call us at Zen Bat Went. Thank you. I didn't know. I knew you were going to be obsessed with that. I, I Well, you could also go Zen Cat Went. Yeah. But uh, I figure bat. But, yeah. So everyone doing all right? I know a special guest today will be Rick Sellers. He's in with us right now. Rick, what's up, dude? What's up, man? How are y'all? Doing good. I know y'all had the Shakespeare Festival last weekend yeah. uh, over <laughs> in the Woodlands, right? Yeah, Saturday. Is it this week? What's the, what, what's the proper way to say it? Because this weekend's the upcoming weekend, right? Right. Yeah. No, actually, that's Best. different because in America, when we say next weekend, yeah. we mean the one that's coming up. Okay. In England, that is actually two weekends away. In England, if you want to say the, uh, the weekend coming up, it's this weekend, which means the one coming up. Okay. So Where do we live? Well, I'm just letting okay, you know just, there's a just difference. thought I'd say that. In yeah. World War II, there was actually almost an operation that totally fell apart because of the word tabling a discussion. It means something different in England than it does in America. Yeah. And so they were talking about tabling the discussion before the operation. And in England, that means go for it. Uh, the discussion's tabled. And in America, it means we're going to stop talking about it for a while. And so they went ahead with the mission when it wasn't supposed to happen. Oh, wow. There you go. So it's important to be bilingual. So American what's, what's English the answer, and the English. Next so, weekend. Uh, next weekend. We're living in America, so, you, so it's next weekend. Well, we had, no, we had okay. it last week. Have y'all had yes. the Shakespeare yes. Festival? Yes. yes. Okay. It was, there we go. It was, it was over the in most the Woodlands? recent Saturday. Okay. Yeah. Th thank you. Mm -hmm. Just trying to figure this stuff out. Okay, so you were over at, was it? Uh, Rob Fleming Rob Park. Fleming Park. Uh -huh. okay. In the Woodlands. So what was it like? Was there like people going like, what the hell is going on? Was the weather all right? Yeah, we, actually. We moved it under the pavilion for the most part. Oh, cool. uh, there, there were some thunderstorms and, and rain splatters that happened, mm -hmm. but you know, it didn't uh, 
really deter no. people. No. Uh, many people showed up. You know, this is the, the inaugural Montgomery County Shakespeare Fest put on by Friends of Shakespeare Houston and Upstage Theater. And so uh, the, the plan is that uh, every year to put it in a different location throughout yeah. Montgomery County. And we chose the Woodlands. And uh, next year we're going to do it not in the middle of June because it was, it was very hot. As uh, an actor, that sucks. It was very, very hot. But uh, we had vendors there. Chick-fil-A showed up and, mm -hmm. and uh, some other great local vendors. I uh, had a kids area. And we put on two shows. One was uh, Taming of the Shrew. And Rick was in that. Yes. And he, uh, he he's played the same character he played before, didn't yeah. he? Yeah. yeah. Baptista. Mm -hmm. yeah. So how would you rate y'all's performance? Like adequate or what? I, I thought the Taming of the Shoe mm -hmm. went really well. Yeah. Uh, it was set in the Old West. Okay. You know, cowboy hats. Cool. And, yeah. And uh, Lizzie Camp played. Is that because Rick can't do a normal accent? Yeah, it's terrible. Or a Shakespearean accent? <laughs> no yeah. one. Can do a Shakespeare. No, that's that's yeah. why usually when I direct Shakespeare, people are like, should I do a British accent? No, don't don't do it. Just just be normal. You know, it's weird. I wanted to ask you this. I was watching uh, this movie called uh, My Week with Marilyn. I think it's called. Oh yeah, and yeah, it takes that. place in England when Marilyn Monroe is doing a movie with uh, what's his name, Olivier? What's his name? Olivier Lawrence Olivier. Lawrence Olivier. Olivier. And uh, it was kind of an interesting thing because uh, I think his name is Eric Brana. What's, your, what's that English actor that loves Shakespeare a lot? Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. He was playing uh, Lawrence, and it was really funny because it made me think of Sean going, how good was this guy as an actor? Because isn't isn't that guy a pretty good actor? Kenneth yeah. Branagh, yeah. He is he like the modern-day... Shakespearean. Uh, yeah. He knows He's that today world. what Orson Welles and Lawrence Olivier were back then. You think so? Mm-hmm. Okay. And he's actually playing Shakespeare in an upcoming movie. Okay. He's actually playing him. That movie, I think it was on like... Amazon Prime. That movie wasn't very good. I think mm -hmm. Holly liked it, but I didn't really care for it. It's weird that they they try to. You ever see those movies like, for example, the upcoming Joker movie, where they do a, they do the main character, and you're trying to have sympathy with them. Yeah. You're mm -hmm. like, why are we creating sympathy for the Joker here? Like this guy is like a mass murderer. I absolutely agree. And, I'm tired of them retconning movies. To and where they're doing. They did it with Marilyn Monroe, and like she's a mess. And I was like, no wonder everyone hates her in this movie. Because uh, apparently she was notorious for not showing up. And doing basically what every bad actor would do and no one would like, but everyone loves her still. And I was like, I guess I didn't really know that time how big she was and how important she was to like actually getting her on the screen. Because there was a lot of jokes with uh, Lawrence Olivier's character basically saying he's trying to break in to that world because everyone knows him as a serious actor. He wanted to do a comedy. And she wanted to be a serious actress, but she's known for doing her comedies. Yeah, she so. tried to break. She tried to break out of it, but I think just the the chips were stacked against her, mm -hmm. and, and she mm -hmm. just she chose the wrong man. She had horrible taste in men, and that yeah. was her downfall. Joe DiMaggio, man. Well, I was also thinking JFK. JFK, well, you know. Well, she was married like three times. She's married to that Arthur Miller dude. Mm -hmm. He's a pretty good writer, right? Yeah, yeah. you like yeah. him, right? Are you, you all right? Yeah, he's a uh, American tradition when it comes to playwriting. Okay. So. but so. At the Shakespeare Festival, we had the first show, uh, Taming of the Shoe, uh -huh. which is really nice, and then took a little break, and then uh, the second show, Measure for Measure, came on. Thank God it was a comedy uh, because they were laughing. Uh, there, were, there, <laughs> there were some issues that happened. Now, it's the beauty of live theater. Okay. Uh, and I'm, no names will go out because it all works out in the end, uh, but uh, there was a, uh, an actor who uh, unfortunately could not, did not have his lines down. 
It happens to the best of us. It, it, it happens. It's not supposed to happen, but it was just one of those. He uh, kind of bit off more than he could chew. And Was that you? No, no. I was the guy who he actually duct taped a Bluetooth earpiece to this guy's face. So Man, I you're could all about call that. on the phone. You're all about that, aren't so you? So I could call on the phone and feed him his lines over the phone. Uh, the problem is that there was a bit of a delay. Isn't that, how, is that the Orson Welles way? Yeah. Uh, no, Marlon Brando. Is it Marlon Brando? Yeah, okay. Marlon Brando. Well, that was cue cards. Because we were t- we were thinking about like sliding a TV behind the audience <laughs> and putting up the lines. Uh, but the problem with with our uh, Bluetooth earpiece initiative was there's like a half second gap. I don't know if you ever noticed, but when you're talking to someone on the phone and they are standing next to you, there's like a quarter second mm-hmm. lag delay. between the two. Mm-hmm. So. I'm talking in this guy's ear. He's hearing it like half a second after he should be hearing it. I'm hearing. And so eventually he goes out on stage with a script in his hand, which is not supposed to You can work that into it, though, can't you? Being a little creative with it. I'm just saying I'm hoping the audience figured he was a last-minute replacement. Well, I mean, you could say that. I guess he didn't want you to say that. Well, no, it was already in the playbill. And then because of that, the the pages got out of order. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he couldn't know where he was. Measure to measure, right? Uh, measure, measure for, measure measure for measure. measure. And there's a scene um, where I'm supposed to be talking to him, and he's not there, so I'm just talking to this other guy in hopes that he shows up eventually. He does, not realizing we've already done his lines, so he's trying to feed us <laughs> feed the lines. It's like, no, we're already past that. Oh. So it was... So you had a great time. It, no, it, <laughs> overall. <laughs> yeah. you it know, sounds like... It you, is yeah. the beauty of live theater. It was a total... You know, things just went off the rails, but... The audience loved it. It was now if it had been a, a serious play, a drama, okay, may have gone a different, you know, a different route. But the festival, both the shows just went great. Uh, you know, all the kerfluffles aside, the festival itself was wonderful. Mm-hmm. And next, uh, the next one is going to be Woodlands Arts in the Park. There's Shakespeare in the Park, okay. which I do every year, and uh, my theater upstage. And the Woodland Symphony Orchestra are going to be doing. Are they? Are, are y'all ever going to combine this thing? No. These or are, you, are you basically saying you can never have enough Shakespeare? You can't have enough Shakespeare uh, because when we were dealing with the Woodlands Township on this festival that we just had, they wanted to make sure. Well, you're still doing the one in September, right? Yeah, absolutely. That one's for you guys because we we've won them awards yeah, no. with the other one. Okay. So yeah, so there will be auditions coming up for Macbeth. Any uh, right. Shakespearean wannabes happening uh, on June 29th? Yeah, oh, that's so cool. Very soon. Yeah. All right. Nice. So that was the local that's, wackiness. That's your, that's your weekend, huh? We, we just got back from Galveston, so we went to Galveston again. Wow. And uh, it, was really, it was really rainy and really windy. So we were just checking on the house and cleaning up. They're replacing the whole dock. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of weird to see a dock that you've been on you know, for your entire life and it's just gone. Oh, man. So Wow. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty surreal. Yeah. So, did we all survive the storms last night? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. didn't. My plans. I had nightmares. You had nightmares. I was telling you about this. Yeah, I had one of those. But like, I'm, I'm playing dumb, so you can. Like, yeah. So, like, uh, you know, in it's one of those houses, hard. you know, they have the shutters, the storm shutters. So the light, lightning would get a little bit in, and I'd be like, and I had this, this dream that lightning hit the house several times. So I go outside, and it's pouring down rain. I get the ladder to go check the roof, and I see a hole, and I. I did my flashlight and I see a little fire, but then I started looking around the hole and there was like hundreds of brown recluse, recluses coming Ooh. out. And I like fell off the the ladder and all that kind of stuff and I woke <sighs> up. It was pretty pretty. Are you a little arachnophobic? No, I'm I'm just freaked out all the time. 
<laughs> so, okay, no. I'm sorry, Holly. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was entertaining though. So I told him, I woke up, I was like, hey, I don't know how I'm going to do this morning. I kind of like, I don't know if I'm still dreaming or what's happening right now. But uh, mm. I'm still getting there. I haven't had my uh, Conroe coffee yet or bean punk coffee. Ooh. So I need, probably need to go do that at one point today. Yeah, well, we'll put on a Stairway to Heaven or one of yeah. those, what's called a DJ bathroom song. That's right. When it's a song, that's, like that's, seven, a, that's all. Actually, that's all of Afternoons of Lone Star is. Yeah. I think. <laughs> I think there's Devita, you know, yeah. <laughs> close to home. Well, it's actually uh, let people know. Rick has a show today yeah, from three to seven live yeah. on Lone Star Community Radio. Yeah. We should be getting our Android app. I've oh, not right. already. I've, actually, I was going to ask you to check because you're the only person I know has an Android in the station. So yeah, well, I don't have my phone. Uh, so I, well, so. there we go. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we should be getting that done. We we're upgrading all our apps, and that was going to be the first one. Good because I have problems yeah. on that app. So I've been okay. working on it. So sorry, cool. I apologize. Cool. And then, uh, right. yeah. So outside that, you guys have a big week this week. I know for this show, we don't have anyone uh, scheduled. Wednesday, I've got uh, two contestants from yeah. the Forged in Fire. Coming in, a you Wednesday. have a lot of those dudes. All are they, sudden, they all live here? Yeah, they live in Spring. One of them like lives all in of these, Conroe. Yeah. Is this a national show? Yes. Yes. So national. we have like seven blacksmiths. Is that we the, have a lot of blacksmiths around that you don't even know about? I didn't know that. Yeah, and we're going to be talking about. It. They're going to bring in some of their swords and yeah. knives and hatchets and stuff, and and that's before clock on Wednesday. Okay, It'll be a fun one. All right. Well, uh, and that's going to be live on your Facebook, right? Yeah, live on Facebook. And we're going to try and do the YouTube thing. Okay. You know, have it. At, try it. We're going to try, try something. Yeah. So. Yeah. And then local artist hour at 5 o'clock on, uh, on Wednesday and then Thursday. Okay. Buck cool, man. You got a lot of good stuff going yeah, on. Man. Did you go check out uh, Caleb and the Homegrown Tomatoes yeah. right here at Pacific? Yeah, they were good. Yeah? Yeah, they were good. How does that place sound with a full band? Sounded good. Is it Sounded, loud? Yeah. Yeah, so you can't, really, you can't eat. Pub. You can't eat food. And yeah. then you're like you're kind of forced. Because that's one thing it's, it's awkward about Red Brick is when they have a band in, it's kind of like they're in your right ear. Yeah. As you're eating. So I feel awkward. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, man. I didn't mean I was eating, being rude, eating my food and oh, not watching you. You're not the only one who's rude. People sit there and talk and eat. They don't care who's on that's stage. That's what I figured. And it's just kind of like, oh, there's mm-hmm. going to have a live band. We probably should be going. So yeah. that's cool. All right. It was good. Yard House. Yard House was good. Cool, and you know um, the band Sawdust Road. Yeah, I've been playing phone tag with them. They're uh, wanting a couple of music videos done, so they're trying to take it to the next level. Good for them. Congratulations on them for that. Good for them. They're like a five-piece band, aren't they? They, Yep. Oh, okay. Well, uh, all right. I'm glad we got caught up and everything. Mm -hmm. Uh, I wanted to let you know uh, on Netflix, we watched Holly and I watched the murder mystery release the new adam sandler jennifer oh, aniston oh, i saw movie. that come out yeah and i, I, I saw it but i, I and i, I thought of you because you do those murder mysteries yeah and i was very disappointed in the movie because it didn't seem like a murder mystery oh wow they're like for like 40 minutes it was and then it got out of control where it wasn't like clue because clue gets out of control but it's fun and that's one thing i liked about that movie because it kept you guessing you had right. no idea mm-hmm. they kind of like halfway through this movie like oh we're not doing that plot anymore we're just gonna watch you know adam sandler run away from killers you know that kind so of thing. So it, it oh, okay. became an Adam Sandler. It became an yeah. Okay. It became an Adam Sandler Jennifer Aniston comedy, which is what it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, what you hire them for. So I was a little disappointed. I think they could have done a better job in the end, especially like the the, the twist. There wasn't mm-hmm. really a twist. Well, this upcoming weekend on Saturday, I'm going to be down in downtown Houston doing the detective show, where and I get to be the detective. Well, what what, yes. what makes a good murder mystery? Uh, that you can't figure it out. That's right, yeah. When, when the reveal happens that you are gobsmacked, flabbergasted, it just catches you unawares. Good, I didn't see that. Or I didn't hear that one coming. 
Yeah, yeah and that's what this movie lacked was like I didn't even care who it was. And it's not a Does that make sense? I was like I was waiting for like, you know, the the hijinks that go into trying to figure out if it was the butler or if it was the ex wife yeah. or you know, that kind of thing. No, it's just kinda of like no. We're we're on a European vacation with Adam Sandler, and we're just enjoying. I mean, he's enjoying himself making this movie yeah. while in Italy. So that's why Agatha, Agatha, Agatha Christie was the master or mistress of the whodunits or the murder mystery because murders were involved, and you could rarely guess who it was or the full reasons behind it. Uh, other mystery, you know, the great mysteries are the ones like The Sixth Sense. Uh, even the spy mysteries, like uh, Three Days of the Condor, mm-hmm. or the book of Six Days of the Condor, uh, where all these people get killed, and it takes forever to figure out why, who, and why. So, even even the yeah. movie Shooter had right. a little plot to it. Right. Okay. Right. Now, Sherry and I are watching a, a flick on Amazon that is called The Killing. It's a, a series. Yeah. It started out in 11. And that is still, I mean, they go through, I think, five, six seasons, and you still don't know who the killer is. And it is really very good. Sounds like Gossip Girl. Yeah, it, it takes place, you know, over like a seven-day period in this season. You know, it, it's a pretty cool thing. It's called The Killing. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, you guys want to take a break, and then we'll come back. We'll do some news. Yeah, yeah. take okay. a break. We'll we do some do Manic Monday news. We don't, uh, also want to let you know, Sean, people are chatting, and they uh, feel that you should put that actor into a wheelchair and use the Microsoft text-to-speech for his lines. <laughs> I think that, I like would, that one. What's great about that, that one. what's great is people would be welcoming to that. Yeah. Like, he is so brave. Yeah. He is so brave. Yeah. I love it. I, so, so, I mean, you, how fast do you think on your toes? Not fast enough. So uh, you're listening to Dick and Skippy in the mornings. Don't forget, you can. Uh, we're live on YouTube right now on Lone Star Community Radio. Uh, we're on Facebook, Dick and Skippy. And then you can email us at dickandskippy uh, at gmail.com. We'll be right back. is available in the Montgomery County area from Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. With scheduled cleaning surfaces such as floor care, window care, trash collection, restroom disinfection, and stair and elevator cleaning, Clean Sweep can service a business one time or on a regular schedule with daily, weekly, and monthly options. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning can be found online at cleansweepofficecleaning.com or by calling 832-689-7996. Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Take back your time and let us make your office shine. Mornings with Lone Star is sponsored by Clean Sweep Office Cleaning. Don't forget to download the Lone Star Community Radio app from your Google Play or Apple Store. Bring Montgomery County's community radio with you anywhere with your smartphone or tablet. If you are in the Conroe area, tune in on FM. That's Conroe's FM 104.5, 106.1. If you are on the computer, bookmark IRLoneStar.com as your internet radio station. A Lone Star Community Radio, broadcasting 24-7 from the heart of downtown Conroe, Texas. Are you one of those who feel that life is too short to drink bad coffee? Then come to Beanpoint Coffee. Beanpoint Coffee is open with two locations. Whether you're in downtown Conroe or historic Montgomery, we have the best fresh brewed and specialty coffee, delicious pastries, and courteous staff. Come visit us at 330 North Main Street in Conroe or 401 College Street, Suite 170 in Montgomery. Visit beanpunkcoffee.com to see our complete list of special events. Health Center Southeast Texas is a federally qualified health center. We accept Medicare, Medicaid, and most major private insurances. 
For our self-pay patients, we have a sliding scale discount program available. Our health centers have qualified providers and staff striving every day to provide the best quality of care to our patients. Services offered are family medicine, behavioral health services, telepsychiatry, and pediatrics. We have four area locations. Look at the Health Center Southeast Texas online at hcset.com. All right, welcome back to, oh, almost did it. Dick and Skippy in the mornings here on IRLoneStar.com and YouTube at Dick and Skippy in the mornings. One thing we added, uh, just to give everyone a heads up, we do have the ability for you guys to text us. So if you're listening to the podcast, which will drop shortly after or you're watching at any time, you can call this number, leave a message, or text us at 936-228-9368. That's 228-9368. With the nine three six area code. That's right. Or Zen Bat went. Yes, thank you, thank you for that. And we're still hanging out with Rick Sellers of Afternoons with Lone Star. He'll be on today, and he has a full mm-hmm. lineup this week. So yeah. if you like live music and also uh, interviews with blacksmiths and variety of things, yeah. and I think Dennis always just kind of pops in too. Yeah. So listener Dennis O'Connor, uh, he he'll just kind of hover in, hover yeah. out, do his thing. Hover around. That's so, what the problem is. Yeah, he hovers. He, is he hover? <laughs> that's funny. But uh, yeah, uh, when we're back, we want to talk about what's going on in the news. Uh, is there anything locally going on you guys know about? Or well, I know that uh, locally next door, uh, the Crichton Theater is about to put on Annie. Annie, uh, the musical, not Annie Frank, um, but Annie. Uh, our friend Johnny Barton is in it, and I do believe listener Dennis is in it. Oh, no. wonderful! He's not, but no. I know Carly is. Yes, in it. Carly is in it. I, there, I just figured, yeah, I can hear. Her. We're practicing next door. Yeah, they were practicing. All right, she plays the um, the is apple. She to, is she supposed to get angry at one point? Yeah. Okay, that makes so much sense. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm not kidding. I never hear Carly yell. And when she started yelling, I was like, "Something's really wrong. Like something has to be wrong next door." And uh, she's like, "No." And I was like, "Okay." And then I guess after a few times she's practicing, I guess it's because her character gets mad. Oh yeah. So well, there you go. Yeah, that's why you know my Shakespearean character was a drunken lecher. So it was like easiest acting I've ever done. I wasn't, in fact, I wasn't even acting. I was gonna say, man, how acting is that? It's great when you stumble across a role that's just tailored for you. (laughs) Okay. Well, I mean, I know locally, unfortunately, uh, there was a report that someone uh, died this weekend at Link Conroe. Yeah, a lot of drownings happening. The ninety-seven bridge. Yeah. So he fall, he fell off the bridge. No, the the a bunch of guys were swimming to the buoy out there, and a couple of them went got to the buoy and they turned around and he wasn't there. Oh man. Were they like? I guess they're intoxicated. Or? I would imagine. Could be, but we even had but like the the, uh, the Kima chief police the other day uh, got just swept over. So a wave hit him. Uh, yeah, this I is saw down, that. Yeah, down there. So uh, there, are, I, I think there've been I want to say like ten drownings over the last three weeks oh, in geez. the area. Uh, where you know have some. Uh, well, use your smarts. Wear, wear a life jacket. Don't drink. Uh, precinct one constable. Uh, they are. Uh, in charge of Lake Conroe. Yes. And mm-hmm. so they have their boats, and they'll be watching out for people because, you know, you can get a DWI on a boat just yes, as can. easily you can on a car. Even a jet ski, yep. you can. Uh, but the thing is, we are, this station is the emergency broadcast system yeah. for the area and the radio, so they need to tune in and have this station there because that storm came up yesterday like you wouldn't believe. Yeah. Quickly. And the waves were just beating the, the sides of the uh, bulwarks and bulk works. And it was because yeah, you live intense. off the lake. Yeah. 
Yeah, so yeah. You, you got first time view. We got to put a little web camera for you. There you go. Yeah. There you go. It was bad. So they need to listen to this. They need to have this tuned in to their Bluetooth, to their phone, so they yeah. can always get it. It. The emergency came on last night saying we had major issues and stay out of the, off the lake and stuff. So it was pretty cool. Okay. Well, I mean, that sucks. Usually that's like a, a reoccurring thing. I think, uh, what was it, a year ago that Lake Conroe was named like the se- the second deadliest lake mm-hmm. in Texas or first. Am I right. first. Blame, blame the lake. So. Well, yeah. I had a wedding when I was married about uh, 15 years ago, coming up the end of this month. And uh, we had, on our wedding night, we had, were right on Walden, right on the lake, and storm came up so quickly. They rescued five boats off of there. We had a whole bunch of people on the pontoon. The pontoon had to go backwards because it would, they were sucking the pontoon boat in. And uh, it, was, it was pretty intense. We lost, almost lost some Yes, Sean. Where'd it go? Yeah, it's all the lake's fault. Yes, yeah. it is. And, and weather. It's okay, they'll, they'll retcon it in a future news story to where the lake was bullied, which explains why he's so evil. It's so evil now. Uh, have you noticed? Because we were talking about that off the air. More and more uh, movies are retconning their bad guys mm. to explain. Uh, like, who were you talking about uh, before we went on the air? Because uh, put me on the spot. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. I was watching the new Halloween movies with you know, the the Rob Michael Zombie. My- Mike Myers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or Michael Rob's, Myers. Well, it's where Rob Zombie re- remade. Yeah, no, we're talking about Joker and those things like that. Yeah, like jo- they, they bring sympathy Joker, to yeah. these people. Yeah, and it's to to explain their badness that that takes away from the whole thing. The whole point behind Michael Myers was that he was he never talked. He was faceless. He wasn't possessed. Nothing like that. He just killed family. Killed people. And same thing with the Joker. You you don't want an origin story. Now I did read. This was so cool. Is it the public library the other day and they actually had the killing joke at the library mm-hmm. and that's the graphic novel that is like the definitive joker batman showdown mm-hmm. story and it gives you a possible origin story for the joker which i kind of enjoyed but it still is like you don't need one you don't need to find out he was bullied and that's what made him go snap no i don't care people. i really it's, don't care what did it yeah we just he is and then he's the bad guy and that's just leave it at that it's my opinion well, I think people like to make money, too. So right. they're, they're just going to kind of keep so going on it. in 10 years, there's going to be some documentary in Lake Conroe to find out that Lake Conroe didn't ask to be made into a lake because, you know, it's man-made That's lake. true. And that explains its its deadliness today. It's haunted. There it's you possessed. go. There you go. Well, one thing I wanted to talk to Sean about, we're going to kind of shift here, is the uh, politics is kind of your deal when you uh, sleep, right? I like to be informed. Okay. So what's going on? Anything big? Uh, well, it's kind of the, 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 the quiet before the storm of the uh, next presidential election. The, okay. The, uh, That's next year, not this year. Correct. 20. Yeah. And Is this like a weekend thing again? What's next year? Is next year? Can I say next year and it'll be actually next year? <laughs> yeah, actually next year. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Okay. Just so make sure. the election will happen in 20, but whomever is president won't take office or retake office till 21. 2021 but a recent fox news poll came out now i take all polls with a grain of salt the simple fact that in 2016 every poll said hillary clinton was gonna i think any poll in general needs to be taken with a grain of salt right regardless you know three and five dentists approve colgate did you know that yeah yeah that's a true statement four out of five choose dentine right 
Come did on. you did you see the commercial about why the fifth dentist didn't do it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the squirrel bites him on the inner thigh, <laughs> crawls up his pants leg, and was saying, "So do you like it?" And everyone's going, "Yes, yes." And the squirrel bites him on the leg. He goes, "No." <laughs> and that's, that's why the fifth. Like, okay. did you ever wonder why the fifth dentist didn't like dentine? <clears throat> but in a Fox News poll, which should skew towards who's in charge of that poll. Uh, Fox News? Yeah. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Is it some, like, mail delivery guy? It's like, hey, give <laughs> John, have him call these no, 400 numbers. They, they have they have departments mm. that handle it, but that's they, they go for a sampling. It's always skewed, but you would think that a Fox News poll, which would skew right uh, and give every option, even how you word the questions, you know, is the current mm-hmm. president A, the best president, C, one of the best presidents, or C, just a good president? You know, you don't give him the option to say he sucks. And so you can say, ah, 58% of people will prove. So with all those in mind, there's a Fox News poll that has put Bernie Sanders at this moment in time, nine points in front of Trump. Wow. And Biden in the same poll is uh, uh, domineering the battleground states. Mm. Now, of course, I take all polls with a grain of salt, but that's very interesting. One thing about... The, the, the primaries coming up, it's, if you remember in 2016, it was down to Hillary or Bernie, and we knew it was going to be Hillary. Mm-hmm. It, Hillary's camp did not have to get the debate answers beforehand or do, or do anything like that because she was going to win. But we had 16 or 17 Republican candidates, and it was just a mess on the, the, the debates. Mm-hmm. Well, this time around, we have the incumbent president with no real GOP challengers. Looks like, you know, Trump is the uh, presumptive nominee is what it's called. You're presuming it's him because no one better putting up their hand. But there are an equal number of Democratic presidential candidates going on. So what we saw in 2016 with on the Republican side is now going to the Democratic side. And I think a lot of battle lines are going to be drawn with, uh, you know, you have the far left led by people like Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez, AOC, who's like, you, you can't go too left. We, we got to shut down airplanes or, you know, the new green deal or Medicare for whatever. And you even have Biden who is getting spanked now for flip-flopping or changing a view on uh, abortion. Because well, he unfortunately was very for him, he's been around for so long. Well, that's the thing. So, he's very I mean, he's moderate. Been, how long has he been in government? Like 40 years? I was going to say longer than that, I think. Yes, Biden's old school, if you want to call him swamp or old school, but I mean, he's he's one of the old guards. Yeah, but you're eventually going to flop on something. Well, exactly. Well, this is something that up until this abortion issue is is, is re-reared its head to such levels, uh, he, with with no warning, whatever, he was very moderate. And so it seems to be when, I don't want to say a fringe candidate, but when a... Someone on either far left or far right is re- leading the charge. That's where I think dragons lie. I don't understand what that means. Um, Trump, you mean you don't want to... for instance, is not was not far right. In fact, a lot of people, Trump. including me, thought he was a Democrat in Republicans' yes. clothing. Right. I, I really thought he that he was on Hillary's pay- payroll to kind of royal up the Republican Party. That'd be juicy, wouldn't it? Oh, yeah. God, wouldn't it? That'd be great. No, so you, you get someone like uh, Oral Roberts or a Pat Robertson or an Alex Jones, someone who's like so far right and entrenched in, in religious right. Alex Jones? 
Well, I'm just saying. You mean like the conspiracy theory? Yeah, the the, 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 the crazy, the, the oh. this where oh. you you're so far right, you epitomize everything that. Other I figured people he's just a conspiracy up. theorist. Like yeah. everything is a conspiracy. But if you take everything, someone, well, okay, then let's take him out of it. But it's like uh, 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 Joel Osteen running on the Republican ticket, who's oh, okay. so far religious right. That to me is what is being is what might be leading the Democrat Party on the left are the counterpoints the. Uh, Cortez's of the world, Ocasio Cortez, um, or oh God, I forgot her name. Um, she's well, Muslim, which is not my point, but the one who is under. Uh, I don't know. I, know I think I know what you're talking What's about. Her name, oh, but man. you know what I'm talking about. That. So those in the middle, From Minnesota. So the mm-hmm. centrists, like which was a Joe Biden, are being forced to go far left, and Trump is. Moving more towards the right, and I really believe there are more centrists in this world than anyone else, and that could actually put this presidential election. You just want controversy, don't you? No, no. Actually, I want debate. I I don't want sound bites. I want debate. And they already announced the debate times, didn't they? Well, here's the thing: because we have that far left movement, and now Trump moving towards the right, that may actually open up the election for two centrists to move in. Yeah, and. Speak. Yeah, but I don't to know. If, I just don't think anyone has the momentum that Donald Trump has at this moment. Uh, no, I mean, there's other the 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 more progressive folks maybe just because people like reporting what they say and what they do. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if that's momentum to vote for them. I think it's just I really don't know because really what I saw was when he won the election, he he made himself separate from the 20 people who were up on the podium. Well, yeah, that's and his so character. Well, that's what I'm saying. So like that was the strategy that worked because people didn't really know what. He was really talking about, but he's just making fun of everybody. Mm-hmm. So that separate him. And the current Democratic folks, I really don't know what they're going to do. Because until they start throwing each other under the bus, no one's going to be able to be separating them and see how progressive can you really go? Is everyone just going to one-up each other the whole way? And that's what they're hoping that banks on voters. Mm-hmm. Now, this is so. something that's kind of interesting. President Trump has not particularly been up-talking his vice president, Mike Pence. And usually, you know, especially with a, a, a presidential election on the horizon, you do more hand-holding with each other. Mm-hmm. I can't pronounce this, but it's e, uh, Ian Omar? Omar, yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Is it Ian? Yanni, I think. Yanni, okay. Uh, but yeah, o- Omar. Um, well, there we go. But there may be a, an actual change on the GOP ticket when it comes to the vice presidential candidate. Well, what's interesting, too, is you wonder what flack he got and as even his family and his connections being tied to Trump because everyone kind of got hit at the very beginning of, like, whatever business you were running, whatever, everyone was reporting something negative about any connection you had with Donald Trump. And he, he didn't seem to be that hit hard. Like he, No, but he, in his own way, uh, Pence is far right. Yeah, He's and, religious right. Is that why you think they just didn't attack him as much? Well, no, I think Trump people, is such a – Trump is such a – what's – I can't even figure out – presence. Egomaniac? Well, I'm going to say presence. That way you can you can define that other way, any way you see fit. That he's such a big target yeah. with his own words and deeds that you don't have to shoot at anyone else. Um, but if Trump is looking for more of a legacy to keep, it's like who would come in after Trump? And it certainly wouldn't be a Mike Pence. Typically, the vice president is the heir apparent to the presidency. For the next election? Uh-huh. Okay. Like, the, let's say if yeah, Trump's reelected, yeah. 
then chances are whoever his uh, vice president is is the heir apparent, the presumptive nominee. The only poll I would trust would be the Vegas poll. (laughs) That's really the only thing I can really see, the numbers, see what people are betting. Yeah, and again, every poll's got to be taken with a grain of salt, but that is just very telling that a a right-skewing poll is putting Bernie Sanders yeah, but at this moment if anything, Fox News, they're smart. They're able to grab all those viewers who are tired of CNN and everything because I don't know how anyone can watch news stations today besides local ones, but it's like they're, they're probably trying to attract other people who are leaving those ones because they're so aggressive. And that's what I think. Fox is going to be fair and balanced, remember? Yeah, okay, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone skews. Yeah, and that's why I, I love getting raw news. I love getting it off the wires. Well, what's interesting now is that you're starting to see other elections going around the world, uh, and one of our listeners mentioned, you know, the you have social media censorship. Like you can't you can't say that social media doesn't affect any type of election. No, you can't. Of course it and, does, and, and I, that's what this whole you can't sit there and go, "We're going to fight it." It's like no, it's just going to happen. Well, two and a half years of the the Mueller investigation. Yeah. And it's still the number, people trying to make it the number one story. But here's the thing. First off, number one, there, collusion is not a law. Even if there was collusion. I, I hate being those, I didn't kill him, but even if I did, I wouldn't. Collusion isn't a law. Well, I mean, that is. So it's not a crime, I mean. So that's number one. So to have a special prosecutor going after a non-crime. Well, I think this is what people do. Like, they know how to keep their job. And I think a lot of the government does that. Like, they know exactly what they need to do to keep their job, and then they do just that. And then they'll be like, oh, we need to create something. We need to go. We just need to keep working. So how, how can we just keep working? It's like, oh, let's just, let's just say collusion is a bad thing. And But Trump's not helping you know, it with after the, you know, Mueller, when Mueller wait. actually went on the air a couple of weeks after his report came out and said, well, I couldn't prove he's a criminal. First off, it's the last thing a prosecutor is allowed to do. Go to any courtroom. But again, he wants to keep working. I bet he's writing a book right now. Well, he's going he's gonna to keep being that figure, that polarizing figure, where if he has something to say, he's going to get 10 phone calls going, hey, would you like to be on our show and talk about this? And equally yeah. polarizing on the other side is Trump saying, yeah, if someone came to me with dirt on, if a foreign power came to me, sure, I'd listen to it. And, of course, people are going yeah. bonkers over that. But as long as it's legal, and let's be honest, if any political campaign, especially a presidential campaign, they don't care where the where the dirt comes from. Mm-hmm. They want to hear dirt on the other. It's called yeah. opposition research, but, whether it's from Russia or not. But in reality, what affects a voter? I mean, you're looking at social media that gives platforms for, and like an individual to have a lot of power on what to say and what to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're looking at that uh, Kardashians being the most, you know, successful sellers of today. Yeah. You go, I go up to them like, I'm going to need twenty million dollars. We sell this plastic bottle for me. And your sales are guaranteed to go up. There's mm-hmm. a guarantee to it. But, I mean, especially with Trump. Like, imagine if Trump didn't even have his social media. He would probably be nowhere close where he was today mm-hmm. in getting into office. But And you're telling me social media now is going to start censoring and limiting because they don't want to influence elections? They already have, and that's a dangerous, slippery slope. Um, do listeners, um, you know, our listener, Brett, uh, has some wonderful posts on his Facebook. I'm not trying to throw him under the bus, but seriously, you should like his page, Brett Hanley, on Facebook. Uh, because oh, he, You can't just name him. Like yeah, that. I did. I did it. Uh, but it's a, it's, it's a public forum. But he, over the weekend, did post something about the, the dangers uh, with, uh, I think Pinterest uh, started blocking um, some stuff 
And uh, well, again, they, that I think what they did. Lie. Well, it's also. I mean, like, as I don't really know what a Pinterest user is, but when when you start getting down to where I think what Pinterest issue was is they started flagging pro life. I think it's pro life uh, profiles mm-hmm. because they basically laid the, labeled them as conspiracy and fictional. Right. So people were getting upset about that, and. And that was just the... the now the, YouTube is uh, pulling down some sites also. Oh, yeah. But YouTube also had beheading videos on it and saying, well, you know, we just can't censor these things. So more standards need to happen. Now, I'm not a fan of government oversight on these things, but there needs to be some kind of well, control. There, 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 government won't help. Oversight won't help that. I agree. Really, what, what happens is when you're doing this kind of work in social media, they're getting reports. So either some smart guy built a little computer that reports this guy over and over and over and over until they get a result, or there's so many more people who are outraged because of uh, Alex Jones is allowed to use social media that he gets a thousand reports in um, an hour. Mm-hmm. But then you have me. No one cares about me. No one's reporting me because I'm not causing a problem. I mean, imagine how many reports Donald Trump gets. Mm-hmm. So and and they haven't banned him. So I really don't think there's a conspiracy with it. I think it's just no. It's not a conspiracy. They're just they're waiting for their inbox to say, "Hey, this guy has two thousand. You know, but it requests. can't be a numbers game because I can. You know, someone can get two thousand friends to. Nip. Well, the thing they don't, the thing they're doing wrong, in my opinion, and you're talking about government oversight, is they don't really have a clear set of rules and examples that people can go by. And understand, that's my point. right? And that's really what a lot of these content creators and people who use social media for a living—they need to know these things because they'll sit there and go, "Maybe I shouldn't be texting this, or maybe I shouldn't be." In a perfect world, it would be the heads of the organizations, you know, the Zuckerbergs of the world, uh, you know, whomever uh, owns these companies, to say, "Okay, listen, we're not going to go this route." Remember, just you, just because you can do something legally doesn't make it right. Yeah. And that's why I'm not a fan of these yahoos that walk into a Starbucks with an AK-47 strapped to the back because this is my constitutional right. Only an idiot would do that to, to, to cause issues. And yeah, I'm, I'm calling them idiots. Because someone will always look for the loophole to take it as far as they can. And so I think it's up to these organizations to say, listen, this is, this is our standard that we will apply equally. For instance, sometimes our show gets muted for a while or taken down for a while because we go over time on bumper music. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a copyright issue. Until they, they straighten it out, we're, you know, we, and we get the alert. We've actually not, not broken a law, but we've, you know, there is a reason for it. They just don't do it willy-nilly um, and because we've done the wrong thing. So whatever YouTube does to or Facebook to mute us for a while because we overplay some bumper music – they should extend it to everything down to foreign intervention in an election. Yeah, but there's no way to do that, though. There's really no way to keep track of all that unless you just say, hey, ban the word Alex Jones. So if you ever use that word on the social media, that's how they But what gives them the right to ban the word Alex Jones? I don't, I don't, I don't, well, I don't think they can do it. Very want. good point. So. That because they're, they're a corporation, they, they can unless it's flat out discriminatory. Because if you're going to tell me Facebook is the only way you're going to be able to hear things, then I'd be worried if I was any other news organization. I'd be like, well, maybe we well, should since uh, can't be do un- a better job. Since this bell can't be unrung, do you think this could be the beginning of the death knell for social media as we know it? To Because it's gone so ubiquitous, and you can literally say or do anything on a social media Well, one media thing platform. I'm curious is, like, you know, the repeat bad behavior being reported about Facebook. When is that going to break the camel's back when it comes to one example of no one's going to use Facebook anymore mm-hmm. because of X? 
Because that happens. That happens, especially with social media. And like, you, you get companies who aren't going to, or, you know, in the business side, they can't do it. But clearly, Facebook's going to be around forever until they do something wrong and they get caught doing something horribly wrong. And like, my favorite one was like YouTube for the past like 10 years was someone did a report about how much child uh, centered f- uh, movies were going on YouTube. And it was really creepy. People were like, this guy's like, look how many views these shows have. And it's like, it's astronomical. Wow. And they're basically thinking it was some type of, you know, pedophilia kind of network kind of thing. But, you know, you, you know, those social media companies are never going to, you know, go, oh, we're going to close down. But then the public goes, I really don't want to use that platform because of X, Y, Z. Okay. Uh, well, look at the censorships back in the 50s and 60s on TV. That was a huge thing. I mean, they had censors on every darn TV show. You can't say this, you can't code. do that. That's right. But there was no real law. All of a sudden, they come up and go, boom, this is censorship, and this is what we want. And this is going to be go throughout all television broadcasts. Jeez, I didn't like that. I don't like being censored. You know, granted, you know, you can't say the S word. You can't do that on, yeah. on the radio. But, you know, okay, it might slip out once. It might, it might happen. Well, if you do, you, you, you know, pay the penalty. Right. I, I remember um, the TV show ER, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they had one of the major characters dying. He, he was dying of, of a brain cancer or something like that. And they had an episode where he just breaks down and yells out the S word. And it was very shocking at the time, but it's like they told us if we had this, they were going to fine us. So we had the money ready for the fine because to us it was, yeah. it was important. I, I'm for discretionary censorship i'm not gonna show you know during after school hour on pbs right. i'm not gonna right. show uh well regardless if you had rules on it it's kind of like do you really want to risk your job doing those kind of behaviors right. exactly. because if you're doing after school programming and you're like yeah i can do whatever i want i'm gonna have naked ladies and stuff imagine how many people are gonna call and you know get upset and that's that's part of the whole thing if you do mm-hmm. something that doesn't seem very you know, smart to do, then don't do it. And so, who's controlling this? Is it the the few or is it the many that's controlling? I think it's this? both. It, it it balances. So it's kind of like the reporting on social media. You have these large groups reporting these people, and that's how Twitter knows. Right. Oh, this guy is doing something wrong. He's gotten ten thousand reports. What is he doing wrong? And then they start paying attention to it. They don't just have somebody just sitting there surfing Twitter. They don't. They they just they react. They they're not out it's there so fast. How can they? Yeah. So, I mean, that's, and that's... But they can with the TV show. They can, you know, every show that was done, they could have their their. Well, it just takes, right it, well, what's, what's great about technology today, you could call and say, hey, this guy said the F word. I taped it. Mm-hmm. Here, I'm going to send it to you. He said it. You should get in trouble. Right. Or, you know, whatever. Somebody complains. Yeah. Right. How many people does it take? That's what I'm saying. You know, is oh, it, when, is it when, a thousand, even though the, you have 10,000 people well, it's listening? it's all about when you start hurting the money. That's why YouTube uh-huh. freaked out about the child thing. Is that's when that was around the same time where people were like, "Oh, Coca Cola ad was found on a KKK video," and so Coca Cola's like, "I'm not, I'm pulling my ads right. because they don't really, they just say demographics. They don't really care about anything else. Like, oh yeah, we're targeting 30 year olds, and some 30 year olds look at that stuff. But yeah, and that and that's when YouTube started freaking out, going, "We have to figure this out because we're going to lose all these advertisers because somebody found one person found a video that had a hundred views." And they had a Coca-Cola ad on it. Well, it's the corollary to, you've heard the, like the actuary tables or like a, a car company, they find out that there's something wrong with their cars that would have a recall, but the recall would cost $10 billion. But they figure, well, 
maximum, we would only have to shell out $5 billion in lawsuits so they don't fix the cars. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's a corollary of that, that if they figure the benefit can outweigh the cost, for instance, I, I think we can pretty much agree that if you go back to the Super Bowl of oh so many years ago, the Janet Jackson yeah. wardrobe malfunction, of course that was a setup. Yeah. And they thought, okay, you know what? What's worst case scenario? We're going to get fined a million bucks and and we'll get spanked and that's it. And as a result, they made so much more as a result. Yeah, that's right. They made more. And so same thing with, with like these YouTube. They're, they're weighing the, the cost versus oh, yeah. the benefit. And that's why they have that strong reaction where they start getting rid of conservatives and they get rid of prog like some progressive channels mm -hmm. and – and that's but as listener Brett just pointed out, it does skew towards conservatives get smacked but does it though? down. Yeah, because I was telling you, I was listening to an interview with uh, Jack Dorsey of Twitter, and he basically said that, and like not in his exact words, was more people who report other folks seem to be more liberal. Conservatives don't report. Wow. Behavior. Okay. Does that make sense? <laughs> like they're like more conservatives don't say, "Oh, that bothers me so much." I'm gonna take the time to write an email, call a phone number. Or write a letter like that. That's just didn't seem the mindset of a conservative. But for for you know a liberal or progressive person, they're more inclined to say something and speak out about it and going, yeah, "Hey, are you that. seeing this?" So that that was when he that's what he felt why it seemed that way because they react to everything. So if they're getting ten thousand reports, <laughs> they're going to react to it, and most mm -hmm. of the time it's a ban or if it's a you know that kind of stuff. So. True, but the person making the decision on whether to ban or silence whatever organization it is, they should take that into consideration. Okay, I have 10,000, for instance, and I'm not labeling here, but this is for example. I've got 10,000 screaming liberals uh, against this church website. I'm just, okay. Well, like you well got they got to take into account, okay, these are liberals who are, okay, I've got 10,000 atheists screaming about this church website, you don't immediately ban the church website because 10,000 people are against it. You look at, okay, they're atheists, they're opposed to this particular website, that doesn't make that w website wrong. Yeah. And that's up to them, and that doesn't seem to be the case. And it has been. The IRS did go after conservative-based uh, organizations under the Obama administration. Look at the number of actors in Hollywood that are proudly and vocally conservative. They're run, yeah. James Woods is one, and the black lady I can't remember. Is he her an name. actor though? Yeah, Kevin Sorbo is an actor, mm -hmm. and he's I know he's conservative. <laughs> yeah, and look, he's in those fantastic <laughs> movies these and, days. And they're run, they don't get invited to the Oscars anymore. They are run out of town. They are they are silenced. Yeah. They're ridiculed. Whereas every every other actor in Hollywood is you got to be more left than I am. Yeah, and they're cheered for it. So there is an imbalance. Oh, for sure. I'm not saying there isn't, but I think there's also a system to it. And that's one thing I think the Twitter folks or social media should be more accountable for themselves in a sense of a presentation. So say Alex Jones gets banned, you have an official release saying, we have banned this person because of XYZ, here are the examples. Mm -hmm. And then that way people understand, oh, that makes sense. He was talking about Sandy Hook or, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And like uh, one of our listeners on YouTube talks about Kathy Griffith doxing those Covington kids. And where there, she's basically going on Twitter, give me the names of these people. I mean, I, the thing is, I think with that ruling was she didn't. It didn't happen. No one gave her the name, mm. so they. I guess they felt they could not ban her. I guess, but I think our listener casual notice is right. That 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 to me is like, hey, you need to get off of this platform for a little bit because you were calling to get these kids' names. 
Did we ever, like, get an update on that? Is he making money yet? Or hey, the, there's a lawsuit happening, but it's going to take time, as it should. Yeah. It does need to go right up to the Supreme Court. So, well, I think it's I think it's going to shape up into in our favor, but... Well, do we think social media may turn a corner and people are start giving up because it's gone so madcap? No, I think it's just you... What will probably happen is it'll section off to be more niche social medias. And that's why Instagram is so powerful because you don't have to be a great writer. You can just literally take a photo and then there you go. There's your content. And I think that's that kind of stuff is always going to be around because anyone can do that. You could be a 10-year-old. You could be a 9-year-old uh, and be just as effective in communication with Instagram because they don't really they – don't, they don't encourage people to type a lot. That's when you start noticing pictures of text. There's a reason because uh. they don't want to text. They don't want you writing all that out and then – have a picture of a thumbs up or something, you know. Mm-hmm. So and that's I think that's going to work out. But I think things like Facebook and stuff, it's going to slowly go away just because of the hassle. You're going to start dealing with stuff you don't really want to deal with on Facebook, mm-hmm. and that'd be ads or that'd be something else. Like next thing you know, they're going to be like requiring you for using their phone number, and then they're like, "We we'll require you to have your bank account," which probably never happened. That's just that's an extreme. But if that makes sense, this is going to be a hassle to use. So people are going to stop using. That's why people will stop using MySpace. Because it was a hassle to use, and they went off somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So, And Twitter, I'm surprised Twitter's still around. I think a lot of it has to do with the people who use it or just use it as a billboard. It's not it's not effective for you and me to yeah. communicate yeah. between Rick and I. We no, can just call it, each other. It's become or, pretty yeah. much a celebrity-only so, apparatus. Yeah. People want it because they want to hear what Trump has to say. Yeah, and then it's there forever. I love when people delete tweets. I love that. <laughs> they post another and they delete it. Yeah. Like, it's a known Whoa, thing I'm people glad do. no one screenshotted this for the yeah. <laughs> six like, hours ago. It's just like, come on now. You got to be. And that's one thing I loved about, especially with uh, the current age of leadership, like Donald Trump. Like, you know, I feel like he's the one using Twitter. He's the one fumbling on his phone, mm-hmm. figuring it all out. Like, mm-hmm. I don't think. Oh, it's no one but him. Anyone well, else that had that sense? grammar so, but then you have, they should be But shot. then you have other people who use it, and you're like, oh, definitely, that's definitely not them. Yeah, that's their that, that's Twitter some, person. That's, that's John in the mailroom right. helping them out because they're, they're too old to figure out Twitter yeah. and stuff like they're that. They're writing them stuff. So, And that's one thing I like. Uh, Jay Silver, I liked him because he did his own setup mm-hmm. things where he would be at home, set up his phone, and he'd talk. Yep. And to me, that's very effective for anybody using social media because I want to pay attention to that. Now, if I want to watch something that's like a produced video or something like that, I I kind of wouldn't care that much. But if you're just talking to a camera for 10 minutes, I'm interested. And I think that's where people are going to go towards. Mm-hmm. Concur. So, and I don't think uh, the government's going to get mad at Facebook or anything like that. I think they might find them all the time. There's like continuing finding them, but there's never well, going to be... Well, until there's an actual abuse of a privilege or a law broken, the government has no business overseeing it. That's right. In my humble opinion. That is correct. Well, because I think it's when after Facebook. When they face those challenges, like, for example, that shooting in New Zealand, I remember when that happened, basically uh, it took just as enough time for me to see, like, understand what happened where the videos could not be found. Mm-hmm. So clearly the social media people knew knew how to react. And they're like, we can't let people see this video. Yeah, and they can respond to a law enforcement request. Yeah. You know, FBI saying, listen, please take this down. And in times you can invoke the Patriot Act or, or 2000 Terrorist Act in well, England. A uh, listener says that Facebook assisted CNN in identifying and doxing the guy who posted the drunk Pelosi gif. Mm-hmm. How did they help? If you're still listening, how did they help? Is it more of they CNN called Facebook and it's like, Hey, who's this guy? Can we get his name? And they just go, Yeah, here's his name. 
Like that easy? His or was identity it, was exposed. Or was it one of those rogue employees that go, yeah, I don't like this okay. person. Oh. So think back to one of the most misquoted or misunderstood quotes of all time. And Lord, if, no, I can't even remember who me, said it. Is it Donald Trump? No, it wasn't. It was pre-Trump. Uh, hold on. Uh, start talking. I, I want to know what I'm saying <laughs> before I say it. I don't know. O.J. Simpson? No, but he's back on Twitter. Oh, yeah, he is. That's good. He definitely needs to make more money, I guess. I don't really know what he's doing. Hasn't he gone to jail like three times for three separate things? Well, there was twice at least. Yeah. Like he stole something. Of his own. Of his own stuff. stuff, And then it was like tax evasion. Yeah. I mean, I guess regardless, he was going to go to jail. Yeah. That's just some bad people just always end up in jail. Bad people. Right? That's right. But, uh, no, I think I would imagine Donald Trump being one of the most misquoted people just because everyone's paying attention to him all because the time. Because he, he says stuff that you really couldn't believe he said that, and then it gets misquoted. All the and time. And it turns into something like... Because I remember that biggest one he did that's been proven so many times is when he made that comment about those uh, white supremacist people mm-hmm. where he's like, oh, they're very fine people, and people, like, connected that. But if you read the transcript, it wasn't... That's yeah, they take it out of context. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know who is misquoted me. I don't know where you're going with. You finding it? Are you just? Are you now on Facebook? I'm trying to find. Are you, who are you just said, looking at other people? I'm trying to. I don't think it was Allen Ginsberg, but who said corporations are people? Well, probably George Bush. No, 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 no. it wasn't George Bush. I, I, see, I, and that's what I, who, whomever said it, and I wanted to put it in context. Well, well, it was made of that corporations are made up of people. That they are, you know, yeah. they're, they're they're flawed and. You can't sue when you sue a corporation. You're suing people in that corporation. So Dick, earlier you were saying, um, you know, at Facebook, doxing this guy who posted the the drunk, the, the fake drunk Pelosi meme. Uh, was it Zuckerberg or was it, was it their official apparatus or was it some employee? Doesn't matter. Mitt Romney. Was it Romney? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Corporations are people, my friend. Okay. Um, appreciate that. I, I should have remembered that. But that means that a corporation is the rogue employee in the mailroom or the corrupt CEO or yeah, the no, overworked there's middle a, there's management. There's two sides to it. And that's what that meant. It wasn't, it was it turned some kind of battle cry that no corporations are people, they're evil entities, but they're made up of people. That's what Romney meant to say or meant to imply. And it's been so misquoted, mismanaged ever since. So it doesn't matter in that context whether it was Zuckerberg himself or some rogue employee who doxed, yeah. illegally doxed this guy. The fact that the corporation did it. So do you take down the whole corporation or do you take down the person responsible within the corporation? That's well, the I way th- the law is. Well, I think well, that's what I'm saying. It, so therefore, corporations are people. Well, I think mm-hmm. it's just, it's similar to like the Covington case. I don't think it would have that much grounds unless he was a kid. Like if it was just a normal guy. Or girl, or like adult, right? But it they was, probably wouldn't have that much effectiveness in the court. But since it's a high school kid, and that's what needed to happen to bring it into sharp relief to take it through the courts, because yeah. that eventually will get to the Supreme Court. Because these individuals are getting sued. The and again, CNN, he was saying, uh, casual notice. I love how we don't know their names, so I'm guessing that's Brett. Notice. I'm guessing that's yeah, it's uh, listener Brett. They said they literally provide his login. So that guy does he have any grounds uh-huh. to sue? Oh yeah, and Facebook mu- and CNN, and much or? like much like the kid Scarborough, who's um. He, he got smart. He's not suing Twitter. He's suing Alyssa Milano and the people on Twitter who propagated oh, yeah. it. He, you know, he's not suing CNN per se. He's suing the reporters that knew had the information and sat on it for a day. 
And that's the smart thing to do. Because again, corporations are people. To go after CNN, okay, they'll get a fine and a slap. Or if it was the other way around and it was a, a Fox News overextending, you know, same thing. But you go after the individuals and hurt, get them where it hurts, not hurt them, but get them where it hurts in the pocketbook or their own good name. That's what affects the change. Yeah. Yep. Well, also, you're like the freedom of what people believe speech on social media. Like, I don't think people have seen what the internet can do and social media can do when they don't have rules. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. there's some Let's websites out there. Let's rename this product. Let's, yeah. uh, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever visited 4chan before, but that place is pretty wild. And everyone's anonymous there, so they just there's no rules. Wow. So be careful what you click. That's for sure. <laughs> is it a gateway to the dark web? In the dark web. But no, that's what I'm saying. It's one of those things. If you don't regulate it in a sense of, Kind of like Facebook definitely has the same similar rules to they had when we were talking about TV, where it's like, hey, how about we just not say these kind of things because it's better for the community to get along and we can move forward instead of, you know, have these no rules and everyone just gets upset because you're causing chaos. That's right. So I see no problem with having rules just so mm-hmm. everyone can kind of That's right. get along together. But when you start banning people for using a certain word, that's going to be kind of fun. It's situational. Well, you saw in the past, I remember when the internet was, was trying that, the, the early in, earlier internet search terms, I think like MSN before it became Bing, in an effort to um, control that, they would ban certain words from like family safe searches, breast being one of them. Well, unfortunately, that kept a whole bunch of medical people, medical, yeah. you know, mammogram type stuff. So you can't just pick a word or random saying, okay, we got to ban this word because there can be different contexts or, or here's the thing as a corporation you can ban that word but you got to be prepared to pay the consequences well even it. holly and i were having this conversation about you know what your children what, what kind of devices and how how does the parental controls evolve as technology is getting better and better because there's a lot of cool stuff coming our way but how do we people who are making it aren't thinking always about a five-year-old getting on there and having access to pornography like that's just not their number one it's like oh we just want to make a cool phone or something like mm-hmm. that. And literally, what responsibility do we have? Well, you've always got to put it in context. Let's say, do we think the phrase Ku Klux Klan should be banned from internet no. searches? No. Because people would go, yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, they're evil. But what if someone's trying to file a lawsuit against them and needs legal precedent? They need to or research Or needs research, it. or they need to yeah. figure it out. So even the worst words around it, you know, okay, let's ban the word Hitler from internet. I don't think they really banned any words, have they? Hmm? Has anyone actually banned any words? No, I know. know, On social media, we're going to ban this person because of what they're saying, or ban the same you said earlier, let's ban Alex Jones. So we're going to ban all references to Alex Jones on Facebook. Yeah. What good does that do? Basically, take it back to TV days. If you're offended by what's on TV, there's the off switch. There's the channel. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't think I don't think any real severe consequence is going to come to social media camp, like companies until something specific happens to where people are like, "Oh, everyone kind of agrees that's bad," and yeah. they and, will leave in and, droves. And, and then when they leave, then the company just gets mm-hmm. shut down. So I mean, Microsoft's still here. Yep. After all that anti Bill Gates stuff, they Volkswagen's still here, and they were the official car of Hitler. Yeah, they were. And then they cheated all the tests, so they're still here. Yeah, there you go. Well, what's interesting, I was looking more on that Microsoft mm-hmm. anti, uh, what was it, anti, 
what's the, what's the word they used when they filed against Microsoft? But yeah, it was antitrust. antitrust. Uh-huh. It was interesting to see the memos because you could read the memos they sent each other and the way they would talk about other companies and it was just it was almost like out of uh, Wall Street the movie and the way they would handle like they would just talk they would talk trash and about like you know this is our strategy to get these bastards and I'm like these bastards it's just another company like what's going on here it's very, have you have you read those no but I need they're to. really yeah, aggressive no and then even from Bill Gates and I was like man this guy's kind of ruthless but then again I guess that's and if anyone gets too outraged let's have a look at your emails. Yeah. yeah, you know, That's, people just get so bent out of shape. Oh, look at that dirty word on that email. Well, let's let's physician heal thyself, throw this first stone, however you want to phrase it. Well, I mean, and well, the thing that sucks too about that is that's happened before. That's what happened in 2016, yeah. where that uh, Hillary campaign manager emails got released, and it showed some really like my favorite is the Donna Brazil situation, mm-hmm. and now she's on Fox News. So I'm telling you, they're trying to placate. I'm telling you, they're trying to play both fields. That could yeah, no, that, that could, could easily be. They're, they're totally doing that. I don't give them that much smarts, though. I don't watch it's too them, early. so I don't really know what I mean. It's too early. Do you watch Fox News? Uh, no. Like, do you? Like, do no. you watch any news things? No, Fox News on my is one of my many news outlets I, I read in the mornings uh, to, to get my, like, headlines and stuff, but it's only one of many. It's funny, there's, and I was uh, talking to Holly about this, Vice News is leaving HBO. They're, I think they might be shutting down a lot of Vice News stuff, but I go, what I liked about Vice News is the way they presented stuff. It was they focus on a topic for like seven minutes, which is nice. It's shorter than, it's a lot longer than like Fox News would spend its time on a segment. If they would do more reporting, they wouldn't have a pundit show and stuff like that. I like OAN. That's the uh, old age network. Old age network. That <laughs> is that really what me. it is? Is that really what it's no, called? No. But uh, they give the news and they tell it. They're not the, just regular talking heads. They will report it just like it is. Okay. And. Uh, it's, uh, you know, one American news. I think that might be for us. That might be for you. Hey, tell them to come in. Yeah, come on in. Sorry. She can get on the air you with us. You want to get on the air with us? No? Okay. <laughs> oh. well, so thank you, uh, we got lady cameras. driver. Yay. But, uh, but no, I think that's something that people will start paying attention to and especially be influenced by. Mm-hmm. And as, as the younger generation keeps finding different ways to uh, absorb content, that's why I enjoyed it, even though there's a lot of their reporting you could tell was like the reporter had a basically a goal. He knew what he wanted from the interview and things like that, which is kind of strange. He didn't let the interview just happen. Mm-hmm. He knew what he wanted from it, which kind of sucks. But that's what some. I mean, Ice News is what liberal, yeah. liberal yeah. paper I'm or whatever. Yeah. Kind of across the board. I'm I'm tired of agendas, and this is on both ends. Uh, promote when a news source is promoting a particular corporate agenda meaning from their corporate bosses are saying okay we got to make this person look like an idiot or we got to make this person look yeah. good um not a fan of it much like the like i say the lazy writing i've bemoaned especially in like late night comedy but in tv shows in general where it's just oh look there is a thinly veiled trump buffoon type character ha ha i get it it's lazy writing get more incisive well i think people are finding like you found oa in old Old Age, old age News. Uh, yeah, old age uh, well, actually, uh, One America News. One America News. So that doesn't sound like a propaganda channel at all. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> That sounds like something out of the Left Behind book series. Yeah. <laughs> but no, I, I really don't know. I, I, I can't really tell what my parents do. I know they're on their phones and iPads, so they're probably looking at different websites mm-hmm. that way. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I, my aggregated I get from Reddit, but then I kind of cater Reddit to be my needs. Like, what do I like to follow? Which is like hockey news and soccer. 
And they, after a while, it starts populating those things for you right. instead of just getting random stuff that people pay for. Okay. Yeah, I'm so, a fan of Drudge myself. Yeah. Is that just because it's links and you just, there's no, it's all headlines and you, yeah, exactly. you judge it and by I the can, headline? I can, I can check the sources too. It's from multiple sources. Much like for your entertainment, do you just watch one network? Do you just watch CBS and figure no. that they can satisfy all your entertainment needs? Do you just follow, you know, one player on a team? No, no, you, you, everything in context. Same thing with uh, news input. I, I like as much as possible, whether I agree with it or not, I check the sources and make my own somewhat semi-educated decisions. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, you think, like, with today's standards and everything and where it's going, do you think it's going to actually result in anything? Because mm -hmm. we talked about social media having a giant influence on elections, but no, do you think anyone really knows how to make it work? Here's the thing. I don't. Does that make sense? Like everyone's social, calling. It's a crapshoot. Just keep tweeting yeah. it, and then see what I happens. I don't believe that. Maybe in sixteen it did, but no longer does social media. No one's going to change their vote because of a of a meme on Facebook. Yeah, I agree with that. No know. one in the. I don't know. I don't I'm easily care. influenced. I don't care how. If it's funny, I'm like that's pretty clever. I like that guy. I don't care if it's Vladimir Putin himself on a video going Trump is a. One of my secret spies. No one's going to change their vote. It, it's not going to happen. It, it's what Russia did is what it set out to do is to kerfluffle the election process to just make us look like idiots on the world stage. And in that they succeeded admirably. Trump did not win because of any single meme posted on Facebook. Any video, any... No one takes it seriously. And that's why uh, yeah. I'm just so over the investigation after investigation after investigation. It's like even if Russia did all that they said they did, and even if Eric Trump or Donald Trump Jr. I meant, went to that hotel room because a Russian person said, I got dirt on Hillary Clinton, yeah, you're going to go there. You're going to listen. Say, what's the dirt? And you're going to grade the intelligence. And if it's above a B plus. Has it ever been done that? in the past where they actually did get dirt and it was a successful transfer of information and they use it to win? Uh, no, but there are, I, I say no. <laughs> I've got to think about that. Now, there have been cases of dirty pool. I remember. Uh, Watergate. Number one. Well, that wasn't during an election, was it? Yeah, it was yeah. during the convention. Okay. It was during yeah. the, Demo the Watergate. The so Democratic he, National Convention was in the Watergate Hotel. Nixon told J. Paul Getty and his goons, "Go break in and get it and give me information." Okay. And so he was re he was running for re-election. Yeah. Yes. And then he was like, "Oh, I can't do this anymore. Don't want to go to jail." Yeah. And then resigned. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I remember, like, the only thing I can remember that it it turned overnight was that Mike Dean guy. Where he did the yeehaw thing, and like for some reason, uh, Howard that, Dean. That, that, Dean. that just like no one liked him anymore after that, which I didn't really get. But you know, talking about mm -hmm. like it was enough. He's to, crazy. He went yeehaw. Yeah. So I don't, I don't really know anything in the past. Past in about, the '30s, and I, I remember reading this in a there was a book on dirty political tricks, and it was a lower level election, probably gubernatorial, governor level. But one guy went after his opponent, saying that he was a practicing Homo sapiens. And had been known, had been caught by people being a philanthropist. Oh. But phrased it as a, where people thought he was a pedophile and a and homosexual. But he was like, my opponent well, is a flagrant homo sapiens. Well, not even he that. embraces well, the homo sapiens lifestyle. Which called me, and he won as a result because people were like, oh my God, he's a homo sapiens. People do have still have the 
knee-jerk reactions, yeah. which I've never really been a fan of. But now you can Google it. Hey, what's Homo sapiens? Beam? Oh, it's not gay. So there you go. Well, I mean, I think that if you're real, if you're a campaign strategist, that's what you try to do, right? And you try to create those things that people don't really they don't question enough to where it's like, oh, it's just a label, and then there you go. And I mean, that's and I don't really know that's that's an effective way for local government, I think, right? Because I also think here in Montgomery County, not enough people vote where you understand where people like you you can play to understanding what's going on for the voters' mind here. To me, there's like three groups. And those are the people you focus on, you're good. Because they're the ones that are only going to vote. Because everyone else is either visiting, not living in Connor for too long, and they're going to be gone. They don't really care. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. yeah. No, social media, especially, well, we can talk about local. Back when the uh, commissioner's court race was up and the county judge race was happening, it all became about the toll road, 249 in particular. That's what the whole election hinged on. Because a pack. And one of the candidates decided this is going to be my hot button topic and rally people up. And there was a video done about it. And I'll just say Rick and I were both involved in a video on this topic. What does that mean? Like after midnight video? What are you talking about? No, it was a uh, – my company was hired by APAC to produce a video uh, okay. about this topic. And, you know, as, as an independent company, if the other side had – gotten to me first, I would have done a video about the other side. You don't of the have topic. to protect yourself here. Well, we don't I'm, care about your politics. What I'm saying is that the you can put on Facebook because that, I will say, because of the number of views that the video got and the conversations that happened, it did play a role yeah. in that election. So social media can work. But if the video had been, my opponent kills babies or, you know, shag sheep, no one would have taken this seriously. That's what I'm saying. It's it's there's a point where you where the influence of social media, and that's why influencers are really nose diving in popularity. You know the YouTube influencers. Oh, pay, you know, give me a full vacation and pay me everything, and I'll do an Instagram and tell people. No one's paying for it anymore because influencers aren't taking them seriously. Yeah, they are. No, I'm it not just depends on who you are. Not unless I'm you're Kardashian. You. Yeah. I mean, there there are people out there. You'd be surprised. Yeah, very, but very few. And basically only the Kardashians, again, it's a celebrity thing. But there was a, a, a while there, up till about six months ago, where these young ladies, for the most part, would demand A-list perks and say, I'm going to put, you know, I have 20,000 followers. Yeah, she's just a bad negotiator, you think. Mm. You just do, give me the 30% off rate. And yeah, right. You, just, you take what you can get, right? There you go. I mean, I try to do that all the time, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, like at a so the house of pies yesterday, and I asked how much is, you know, I want a glass of milk, how much is your milk? Like They said small or large, and I said, well, what's the price difference? And they said, well, it's like two sixty five for a small and two ninety five for a large. I said, absolutely not. I can get a gallon of milk for less than that. I'll just have coffee and water. Uh, and then they're like, oh, coffee's $7. <laughs> yeah, right. It's what we're willing to, That's right. to, to yeah, accept. Yeah, to close that conversation about social media, I don't think it's going to change anything. I think... Uh, Smart people will introduce something different, and then whatever has the most influence. Because people yeah. want to be influenced one way or another, and I don't. I think we're all spread out too much to where you can't say that's the smoking gun right there. That one's if you do this thing, it's going to change the whole topic or the whole direction of the conversation. Right. I agree. I'd yeah. like to see a shift from I want to be influenced to I want to be persuaded. I don't want to be influenced to a decision. I want to be given a persuasive argument with with verifiable sources and cited facts that I can say, okay, I am inspired to vote this way now. Yeah. Not following the chicken little 
sky's falling. Well, that's what if anything, that's why I'm looking forward to politics in 2020. It's just because it's going to be out of control. It's going to be like, it's like you're subscribing to a People magazine, right? It's it's, going to be gossip and it's going to be all that kind of stuff. Well, here's the question for next time: What is going to be life after Trump? Either next year or four and a half years from now, he will no longer be president. Right. How? Who's going to follow him? I, I were always thought that after Obama, the next you know next one would be a female president. Yeah. I didn't well, want I Hillary. Always, yeah. I, I always want. I think what's going to happen is it's going to do. It's going to bring a refresher to people who want to run for that kind of office. Mm-hmm. Because in the past, it's I would say for the past what twenty years before Trump, it's always been. I've been working here for 40 years. It's my turn. You know, like right. I've, I put in my time. Right. I'm part of the group, you know. Well, Obama was able to break that. <clears throat> Between Trump and Obama, yeah. it has been proven conclusively to the American populace that literally, with very few exceptions, anyone can be president. Yeah. The the race divide is over and the experience divide is over. Now is the gender divide. And here's the no one would have a problem. That That's why you have the TV shows like Madam Secretary and 24 those were set up to, and Gina Davis was in one also. Those were set up to see if people. I think that was handle Madam it. President. Was it? And, well, you got Madam Secretary, but yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> um, but it was to see how people people could handle it, and they figured, okay, they can in the fiction world, so we're going to do it in the real world. So yeah. that should be coming up soon enough. Okay. But I don't think it's going to be almost like a non-story. I think when Obama was elected president, the fact that he was black was less of a non-story than what a lot of people thought it was going to yeah. be. I mean, they they went on the whole Kenya thing or Muslim thing or whatever, but the fact that it was black was almost secondary or tertiary. I think when we have a finally have a female president, it's going to be well, it's about time. No more yeah. wars. There's going to be intense negotiations. Every well, because I think years. yeah, a lot of folks who are older already have their sections of what they leave in, and if they follow, if like if I want to vote for somebody, if they follow those things, then they're good. Like mm-hmm. it doesn't really, regardless of those little nitpicky things. But I sure would so. like to see what is going to. A post-Trump world in the pres- presidency. Very interesting. What's it going to be? The Rock. <laughs> you know what? Ten years ago, we would have snickered at the thought of President Trump. Yeah. yeah. The Rock. So who? Trump? Are you kidding me? Oh, the, I mean, Bloom County did jokes about oh, it back no, in the, the 80s. The Rock is totally going to run for something. Totally. Because he has all those rules about his contracts where he's like, he can't be beaten. He can't be shown weak and things yeah. like that. Like, that's a legit thing. Well, he may go the Clint Eastwood route and... Try and run for mayor of Caramel, California, or he could go Jesse the Body Venturia style and go after a, a gubernatorial like position. State. Yeah. So I can see him doing something. There you go. Yeah. I, 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 so. I'd vote for The Rock. Because I also think that folks who run for president, the thing that's interesting to me is there's a different advantages you get being president. So the incent- there's some incentive to do that because you want to get to that next level of the prestigious you know, title of being president. Well, it's pretty as literally as you can get at your last job. Yeah, and then you can just kind of call anybody. Again, where do you go? Where do you go from there? Write books. Yeah, write write books. I would not. I, would, I mean, I don't know. It depends on the person what they want to achieve. Well, look, because you could be like George W. and just start painting things and selling them and for, for charity. That's not ser- seriously. Look well, that, at, kind of, that, that shocked me when <clears throat> I found that out. That yeah, look look at every president. What they've done afterwards is lecture circuit, book me- memoirs, books. But for the most part, I'm retired, dude. All right, cool. All right, well, guys, I'm out. Well, yeah, we gotta we gotta shut down the show. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Dick and Skipping the Mornings. We're gonna be back on Wednesday at nine o'clock on our YouTube channel, and then of course Lone Star Community Radio. 
Uh, don't forget, we do have a text line, so 936-228-9368. Uh, if you want to be a guest on the show, just reach out to us. We have an email at dickandskippy at gmail.com. Uh, we also have all of our social medias, Dick and Skippy, all that kind of stuff. Sean, it was good to see you, man. It's amazing that there was no other Dick and Skippy out there. I know. That's when I was like, oh, this is great. This is great. Go, go. So, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so thanks for tuning in. It's a beautiful Monday. I think we have uh, two live shows. We have Connor Culture News at noon on Lone Star Community Radio and then the weekly business hour beforehand at 11. And then, of course, three Nerd, o'clock. Nerd Thug o'clock. Radio, Nerd Thug Radio, and then leading to 3 o'clock, we got Rick Sellers. Classic Rock. So there you go, Classic yeah. Rock. You got a song request, hit them up on uh, Facebook. That's right. So thanks for yeah. tuning in to Lone Star Community Radio with Dick and Skippy in the mornings. We'll see you guys later.